Well, hi, welcome to another episode of the Hillbrook CTE podcast. My name is Bill Selleck. I'm director of technology. And I'm Annie Mackle, a director of the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship. And we are here live for we the first here. ever Center for Teaching Excellence podcast. It's so this is really exciting. We have been playing around the, with the different ways to use podcasting, both as a tool um, for children to see how they might share messages with a larger community, but also how we can share some of the work that we're doing um, with our parent community, but also with the larger education community. And podcasting, as you can see, has been a, has been a really fun tool. As we look at actually our school's vision and mission, and usually we don't read slides, but people are listening, so I actually will read it. So I apologize if you're here in the room listening live. So Hillbrook School's Vision 2020 strategic plan challenged us to reimagine the student experience with a strong call to develop more concrete ways that we achieve our school's vision to inspire students to reach beyond themselves to make a difference in the world. And I love that we're starting with this because I think it's important to remember, um, you know, this call to reach beyond really came from our families and our faculty and our staff and students saying, you know, we do so many amazing things at Hillbrook. What might that look like to take that into the community, to be partners in our community, to connect with the things that matter to us and see how other people are tackling some of these big problems. And so this was an opportunity not only to have it be part of our vision statement, but also for it to have a very specific special place in our schedule. Right. And so as we looked at the strategic plan, this this is where you see the commitment to you know, the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship, the construction of the hub, diversity, equity, inclusion work, how we doubled down on that. Um, and you also mentioned the new schedule. Yeah. And I think, you know, those three things, um, though they do have elements that exist separately in our opt-in, after-school enrichment, elective classes, they're also... Um, large influencers and shapers of our Reach Beyond block and week and our Reach Beyond mindset. And so it's been exciting to see the different ways that um, we've been able to shape the block with the, the mindsets that come from our diversity, equity, and inclusion work, um, what the project place-based learning out of the hub, and then the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship. So if we take just a step back and actually look at Reach Beyond block, every Tuesday afternoon for the middle school from one to three, and if you take a uh, sack lunch, or as we joked in our last episode, a packed lunch. Packed lunch, yes. Um, you really get kind of 12 to 3 for the middle school if, if you need to extend it. Because usually it's, you know, about 110 to 3 o'clock. And then our lower school students, it's Thursdays, again, from 110 to 3. And it's that, that um, time where everyone can reach beyond themselves to make a difference. It's not like a special schedule where, you know, let's really make a difference in the world, but we need to cancel these three classes, right? It's, it's just a regular part of who we are as a school. Yeah, it's been really exciting to see the different ways that um, we have cross-grade, cross-curricular collaboration happening during the block. So you have first and second graders working together. In middle school, you have fifth through eighth graders that are opting in to reach beyond options that um, connect with the things that matter to them. And then you also have this great collaboration among faculty and staff. So you might have um, our PE director working with our head of school, working with um, me on the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship to talk about how sports can be used as a tool for social change. And you get unique perspectives and opportunities to connect with our community through all of our different entry points. Well, yeah, and it's so exciting, all those things that we think, it wouldn't be cool if we could do this thing. Oh, but when are we going to do the thing, right? Like we, we have that time where we can you know, regularly commit to making a difference in the world. Yeah. And so when you walked in, we, we had you do um, an activity that feels very familiar to our team here at Hillbrook, faculty and staff. This is called, this is the beginning of what we call 
a design sprint. And so when we bring people together to plan for both Reach Beyond Week and Reach Beyond Blocks, we start by asking these big questions, which ground us not only in the things that we are paying attention to, um, but the various places in our community that we might be able to connect children to and to dig into our own thinking. And so we're really excited to have some additional thoughts, and these will definitely be things that we can bring back to, to the faculty and staff as we continue to design and evolve the program. Yeah. Well, so we talked about Reach Beyond Block. That's weekly. We also have Reach Beyond Week. That happens so far the week before spring break. This is for our middle school students. And Annie, you're gonna talk a little bit about Island Schools, one example of what you guys did last year, right? Yeah, this is an example that is probably familiar to some. Um, it, it's an it was an opportunity last year um, to go to Island School and Cape Eleuthera, Bahamas. And it was, um, the Island School specifically focuses on ocean sustainability and place-based learning um, and environmental sustainability and preservation. So we took, 14 sixth to eighth graders to Island School. And it not only was an opportunity um, to plug into a different kind of school, but it was also a way to connect students. Um, you know, this picture right here in the top corner is students doing oceanic research while they're swimming and while they're being taught by um, somebody who tags sea turtles for research and preservation in the ocean. And so, you know, we were really living and breathing what it means to do this work full time. They also were connected with students um, that were there for the, the full semester. So they got to hear about this opportunity um, that might come up in high school if you're going to do a semester-long program. We worked with the aquaponics team, which then later came back to campus and was a Reach Beyond Block offering um, that sparked some, some interest around sustainable agriculture. So the ways in which students connected into this experience were different. We had some really immediate takeaways. This was a, a quote from a student. This experience changed how I think about the world. Every time I see a piece of plastic, I think of the sea turtle we tagged. I also knew I cared about the environment, but now I realize I need to start doing things about it. And I think that immediate connection to action is really how do you take ideas and turn them into impact? And we, we see this happen all the time with our Reach Beyond offerings. So that was Reach Beyond Week, Reach Beyond Block. I have two quick examples for you guys of what that actually looks like. So one that, that I co-led with Vin Gingery, uh, middle school teacher, was called Hillbrook TV. In this one, uh, we had students actually create the digital signage around campus. As you come into the front of school and check in, you may see that TV looping through. It's actually a Google slide deck, looking a little behind the scenes here. Uh, we have two TVs, and we actually put in a second TV in the middle school for each of the, the two big kind of clumps of buildings. And we, we did this six weeks and then repeated it with other students for six more weeks at the beginning of the school year. And after that first six weeks, they said, you know, this is, this is great that over kind of by Amy Han's office, there's a TV. Wouldn't it be great if we had another one? So then they actually advocated, worked with Felix and the maintenance team to actually install a second TV. This is what you see here right outside of the H building. You can almost see it from where you are, like Sam in the back maybe, that display. He's nodding his head, yes. Yeah, you can totally see it. Isn't that, it looks fantastic. Um, so that's there, and our students actually developed that. So we had one for every day of the week. They were put in, again, mixed age groups. So it was you know, some fifth graders, some eighth graders, sixth and seventh graders all mixed in. And they would figure out what the news was for the day, upcoming stuff for the week, um, and actually create that digital signage. And a fun fact of that, uh, a couple of fifth graders actually decided they wanted to start a club to kind of keep this going um, and have it be just around, you know, kind of creating content. And so it's not just, you know, kind of consuming stuff around campus and reach beyond block isn't just kind of going off and, and helping 
and little things. It can, it can be just, you know, right here on camp. And it's been really neat seeing that evolve. Yeah, I think we, we specifically chose, um, you know, there are opportunities to go global and, and we have international trips, but a lot of our work with Reach Beyond is happening right here in our local community. And that's really where we ground ourselves and where we help students um, build the lens of seeing what's happening in their community and help them have the skill set, the mindset, the energy um, to do something about it. And, and that's really what guides our work with Reach Beyond. And then I have one more example for you. Everyone can code. So we've been doing it for the last five years. When this first started off, it was just me working with teachers kind of one-on-one -on -one to squeeze it kind of into the school day. Um, and then the next couple years, it was a whole special schedule, right? So we're going to kind of go on a kind of a short day, early release day schedule, and then also cut a little bit of extra time here. And so the coordination of all that was tricky, right? And it, very, it felt like a very much extra thing. Um, with our new schedule, though, this actually fit in perfectly with Reach Beyond Block. So everyone can code or Computer Science Education Week, um, it goes by a lot of names, happens in December. And so classes and schools around the world commit to like one hour of code. You may have heard of it as hour of code also, creatively titled, right? Yep. Um, nice. And so we, we did that the last two years. We've done that as part of reach beyond blocks. So it's really a global trend, but it's a chance for us to really make that just part of our day and of our students reach beyond themselves. And it wasn't just like, oh, let's learn to code and learn JavaScript. There were things like I saw over on um, this board to your left, what are causes and topics that matter to you and your family? I saw somebody put artificial intelligence. So one of the reach beyond blocks for everyone can code one session. We had maybe 14 different sessions. One group of students did AI for oceans. And you actually led that one, didn't you? Yeah, I led that one. And we had, um, you know, one of the really exciting things that you don't always know how it's going to play out is we had middle school helpers come join the lower school students and seeing the middle schoolers had done this on Tuesday. So they were familiar with the program. And then we put them in the teaching support role. And so you really saw their brains making sense, not only of how it works for them, but then how can they communicate this learning to first, second, third graders. Um, and the teaming and pairing of those student groups was so much fun to watch. And, you know, Know, the lower schools care deeply about their their older school buddies and so to get to have that time um, to connect and to to do it within a, a structure um, was really exciting and we've gotten lots of emails from parents saying I heard about this thing AI for oceans or you know several of the other programs and so we've been able to also share this is an extension of learning at home and all of these code.org makes a lot of these resources available at home um, so it's a great way to give children an entry point and then you know people can choose how they how that plays out for them at home right and also just practically speaking um, asking faculty and staff to lead a coding session um, is overwhelming for a lot of people. So to actually have for those lower school teachers and the staff that helped with run those sessions, to have those middle schoolers come over and say, yeah, you know, I, I did this two days ago and, and truly help co-lead a session, not just like, oh, I'm a little helper that can help in case anything breaks, but to, to really take ownership of that was really cool. There's one other one that I, I really wanted to point out that was a favorite, Sphero Arts. Maybe you've seen Spheros, they're like the size of a softball and you connect it to any device these days and you can code it. So we put we dip that in temper paint and you actually code a pattern and then the Sphero, the little ball robot thing, goes over the paint so it looks like modern art, Jackson Pollock, basically. That's awesome. Um, so they, they coded that, which was really, really fun. That's really awesome. 
We've also found Reach Beyond Time to be a great opportunity to bring in local speakers. This is um, a radio host, a journalist, um, a Latinx activist in our community. Her name is Selena Rodriguez. She spoke to every single group of students from JK all the way to eighth grade. Um, and you know, in different ways, this is her on the right. This was last year in JK. Um, and then we did a mock radio show for her at the amphitheater in which 47 second, third, and fourth graders got up to ask her a question. One of those questions is still something that I refer to all the time as the power of bringing in people like Salinas to our campus. Um, right here, Luana asked her, what do you do when you're reporting on a sad story? Oh, such a good question. And her response was, it's okay to let your heart break on radio. You can share that you are sad. And then what people wanna know is how they can help. And so we ask people how we can help but I also share that it's heartbreaking sometimes what's happening. And that kind of concrete, really um, connective language for our students was powerful as they make sense of things that are happening in our world. Um, and Selena has been, a, has been a great resource for us as we navigate our space in East San Jose and we continue to build connections um, with communities that we wouldn't otherwise necessarily have meaningful partnerships with. And our students were on her radio show, weren't they? They are, yeah. There was a group of students that went down to her radio show um, and had the opportunity to ask questions in Spanish. They worked with their, with their teacher to, to create those questions. Um, and her radio show reaches over a million people. So she's definitely connecting with a different kind of community and to see, you know, both to have her on campus and then also to build that partnership the other way to say like, we wanna see where you are doing your work as well is really a, a core part of what we believe to make, um, that makes Reach Beyond really meaningful. Another organization that we spent time um, when we launched Reach Beyond Week was Mexican Heritage Plaza, and we continue to find ways to, to connect with groups um, that are doing incredible work and have um, leadership and activists that are sharing messages that resonate deeply with our students. Um, but again, getting on the bus, going to East San Jose, spending time at Mexican Heritage Plaza really matters, um, and children enjoy that time to get into different parts of our city. So a lot of you know the Sound Project in third grade, a collaboration with Science and Music, where they study actually the science of sound waves and then actually write music uh, with repeating ostinato patterns. So this is one of those um, that again was kind of an extra, like fit it in a science a little bit, fit it in a music a little bit, but it actually like putting it in reach beyond block. So for those third graders, every Thursday afternoon, you know, leading up to that performance um, just makes so much sense as really a chance for us to to solidify those projects that, that were harder to fit into the, the school week um, into our schedule as it was. Yeah, and we printed off a little, um, you'll see it on the back table. This is called our Reach Beyond Block Design Parameters. And this gives a really good sense of the things that we're thinking about when we're designing Reach Beyond, both for lower school and middle school experiences. Um, and it's language we refer back to periodically to just be sure, you know, okay, yes, this is the right fit for Reach Beyond. Sound Project is a perfect example of that. It's it's collaborative, it's cross-curricular, it's hands-on. Um, you know, there's both a creative element and there's a scientific element. And so these are the kind of projects that existed before we formally had Reach Beyond Block, but are a great connection um, into our curriculum. And it has structure, and um, Kristen and Jenny have, have spent a lot, a lot of time thinking about how um, to continue to evolve that project. And then my favorite example, are we allowed to have favorites? They're all our favorites. They're all our favorites. 
is WIFTI. Tell us about that. So I know the acronym. Yes. Although I, I mess it up about half the time, so we'll see, fingers crossed. It's Women in Finance and Technology Teaching Youth. Yeah, exactly. So this is this is a great example, not only of how, um, you know, this was this came from a group of students over the summer emailing me and saying, you know, hey, we, we think we have an idea. We're not sure if it's like an elective or a reach beyond. Maybe it could be a week. Um, and they came in for a full day and we walked through all of the different parts of their idea and, and what they were making sense of. And what they were naming is, um, they had been, one of them had been to an event at the Tech Interactive um, in which they were talking about gender equity and technology and finance and how we really need to start talking about this issue earlier and we need to make space for it in schools and in our communities. And so they came and said, you know, we think we want to run this. And we started to map it out in a six-week block and you know, I had to leave for a meeting. I came back three hours later. They had every single week planned. They had a topic. They each knew people in the community, not necessarily people that are part of the Hillbrook community, but a neighbor, a friend, a godmother. Um, and so WIFTI really came out of the idea that, you know, you can bring a concept or an idea, one of these things on these post-it, and turn it into real impact. The unfortunate thing about this photo is um, something that was really critical. Mark and Eden and I co-led this, and we had two um, we had two boys sign up. We had a fifth grader and an eighth grader, and so we've also extended this conversation um, into what what allyship looks like. And so we've had we had a great guest speaker um, who has lower school children come onto the podcast and interview Edis about what allyship for him looks like at LinkedIn and what allyship might look like for students here at Hillbrook. And so these conversations continue after the six week block. We're finding all sorts of ways um, to to continue talking about the topics that are raised, even in you know kind of shorter blocks of time. This was a visit. We have a JK parent who is also an alumna of Hillbrook who invited us to, to come to her office at Google and we got to wear the VR equipment and see how she's using um, VR and AI for um, some work around real estate in the San Jose Los Gatos community. And she told us a little bit more about the Google campus and all of the, you know, the different things that they're navigating as they grow their presence in the Bay Area. Um, so that, that was an exciting example. We have another example of two students that came to us over the summer and made a presentation about a Reach Beyond Week that they wanted to see happen, focused on refugees and, and immigration, um, and had done all sorts of research and have resources and books. Um, and so these are the kind of moments that we know both the structure is working because they are finding a place. If you have something that matters to you, not only do you have people to come to, but you also have a structure to fit it into. Um, we've seen leaders from our groups like HERO be able to then go and lead um, some of our diversity, equity, and inclusion movie clubs and conversations around that work. And so they are both part of a club on campus, but then they have this outlet and platform for sharing their work with others. If you want to hear more about this WIFTI Reach Beyond Block in particular, be sure and subscribe to our head of school, Mark Silver's podcast, Remarks and Reflections. It's episode three. He just started that this past year. Um, and then on his blog, hillbrook.us, um, we actually have embedded a couple different student podcasts. That's not part of the, the podcast feed, but it's embedded in his blog. And it's, it's really cool hearing those students actually 
lead the podcast. They had almost the same setup as we have right now, live recording straight to the roadcaster. And they, they were there interviewing. It was, it was yeah, really it was cool. Really so you fun. can hear about that structure. That was also your first crossover episode. That was our, yeah. We said so the CTE and remarks and reflections had a crossover episode um, with Wifty. And, you know, I mean, truly we, we roll this mechanism. I don't know what you call it in a, the podcast Heart setup over to J eight. <laughs> and every week the students, you know, were the ones that set it up and they had people that were the photographers and they had interviewers and they had fact checkers and they had videographers. So everyone played a role. It wasn't, you know, just two interviewers and the rest of the group sitting back and watching. It was, it was really interactive. Um, and, and the messages that people were willing to share when they know it's a real podcast, it changes the dynamic of what people are sharing and what um, messages our guests were able to, to communicate. Yeah, it also definitely changes the tone if you've not been on a podcast before or use headphones to have like a good mic with a good stand and good hardware, but then you put the headphones on. It's actually weird yeah. doing this live, but not having the headphones on to hear yourself and get that feedback. It, it really changes the tone, particularly when we're talking with students are like, oh, like this, this is real. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about um, kind of examples here and there, Reach Beyond Block, Reach Beyond Week, how pre-existing projects have fit in with that. Uh, we're going to share two frameworks of actually how we plan out the curriculum of that. And Annie, you actually introduced me to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. You want to talk a little bit about that and how that is a framework for us? Yeah, I would say, you know, this goes back to um, both the, the larger framework of how this work connects globally. So the United Nations um, have the 17 goals, 2030, um, and there's ways to track them and there's ways to make sense of what's happening locally and what's happening globally. Um, but I also, you know, the thing that I love the most about this framework is it leaves room for people to say, one of these things might matter to me deeply. I can't do everything about all of them. But this is language and this is an entry point for students to begin to test out, experiment with, um, you know, where is it that they want to dig into the community and, and what, what, which one of these goals is, um, is resonating with them. The sixth graders just finished a project recently in which they chose a goal and then they had 10 action items um, that they shared with their classmates to support that goal. And, and, you know, we saw all sorts of different things come out of that project. And most importantly is they're building language. Um, they have access to both individuals. So no poverty and zero hunger is always a really fun debate. Like what is the separation of that? Why aren't they the same goal? Mm. Why are there 17 goals? Is number one the most important and 17 is the least important? You know, where is it that you see overlap and intersectionality and where is it that you, know, you see people focus specifically on one of the goals? So they've also been able to research leaders and activists in the community that are focused on these goals. And yeah. so, yeah, we use the framework for all sorts of different parts of Reach Beyond. Yeah, often when I talk with other educators about moving away from kind of, you know, teaching based on a textbook to really trying to make a difference in the world with their students, I'll point them at these SDGs. Um, but actually it makes a lot of sense if you are a parent, it's like, you know, how do I actually take this work of Reach Beyond Block, Reach Beyond Week and, and try and like do a family outing on a Saturday with it, actually looking at one of these and seeing which one of these really resonates with you or resonates with your family, like what matters to your family. You know, so it might be looking at responsible consumption, right? So let's talk about that as a family and then either change maybe our behaviors around gifts or purchasing. It might also be just let's go here and learn about this. Let's go here and help out with that. 
it's a, right. it's a really yeah. cool way to just, instead of this kind of nebulous, how do we make a difference? It's a really succinct thing. Yeah. I had the funny experience. I was in the sixth grade class the other day and they were going around talking about where are you seeing the SDGs pop up? Um, and they kept referring to what I was hearing as I watched this TED talk the other night. It was like in a <laughs> TED talk. I watched a couple TED talks and I was like, oh my gosh, I can barely watch. I can barely find time to watch like two TED talks a week and they're watching four or five. And so I saw Jin Ginger later and I was like, wow, they're watching so many TED Talks. This is incredible. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, they kept talking about TED Talks. And she was like, no, 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 they're talking about TikToks. <laughs> so I need to get out more, obviously. Um, but it was also, yeah. <laughs> it was this great reminder, which is that they are seeing this work show up on platforms that they are using and that matter to them um, and that it's an entry point. And this is, you know, they're, they're finding whether it's Malala um, or even, you know, I had a student come up to me this morning and say, like, did you know that Kobe Bryant was so focused on gender equity? Like, I didn't know that until I read the article about him. So it's also a platform to make sense of things that are happening right now in our community um, and an entry point to have that language. And then we also have Better World Ed. Yes. This is new-ish to me. Yeah. But it is not new to you. It's not new to me, but it is. We just launched this with the first and second grade Reach Beyond Block. So it's a collaboration um, in first and second grade. And this is a platform that these are real stories of people. If you went to, um, this is our favorite one. And if you have a first or second grader, you should ask them about Mac because Mac's story resonates deeply with our students. Um, and they are about three to four minute wordless videos of people's lives that are doing you know, multiple different things to make a difference in their community. So Mac is a farmer, he is a musician, he is a local community connector. And so we watch these videos without any, you know, you don't, there's no dialogue in the video. And we talk about the things that we notice in the video, and then we read the story of Mac's life. And so then we learn that Mac, as a musician, repurposed his guitar. He made it out of an old paint can. And our empathy challenge connected to that is, you know, what's something in your house or in your classroom community that you could repurpose and reuse? And what, why do we, you know, why is it important to reuse and repurpose? Um, and then, you know, as you see, all of these stories have deeper connections into the curriculum, whether that's a math challenge that we might do, there are different literacy topics, and so every video comes with three to four different lesson plans, and they're beginning to use this curriculum across schools, um, both locally and globally, and they continue to add stories from around the world. So we have, there are US-based stories, but there are also stories from all sorts of different countries and communities. And it's a great way um, to recognize that people making a difference aren't always famous people. So we did do a, a lesson on Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., um, but we also talked about what are the things that Mac and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. have in common. And it was a way to ground us in like, we are all change makers. We all have the opportunity to make a difference. And that can happen right here in your own school community, in your home community. Um, but then those have ripple effects. And if you are, um, if you didn't grab it, we do have descriptions of what's happening in lower school kind of thematically on the back table. So that will give you a sense of, you know, in JKK, we talk about change makers. Um, and then we move into what we're calling movers and shakers in first and second grade. And then in third and fourth is when we dig into what matters to you. And we give that framework to do some of the um, design thinking 
exercises around campus. That's when a lot of our work um, to get our compost bins working again and to notice you know, the ways in which we can all take care of our planet and take care of our campus and be um, activists in that way. Yeah, I just, I love to kind of put a bow on this part before we move on to talk more about social entrepreneurship. Um, I love that it's not just let's, you know, kind of YouTube a, a random video and be like, oh, this guy Mac is actually pretty cool. Let's play that and maybe we'll mute it. Oh, that's interesting. But that there's actually like really um, detailed lesson plans that connect with literacy, that connect with math, that connect with social studies. Right. And so it, it definitely, um, it, it immediately and actually in a bit easier way, you know, does more of the heavy lifting of connecting it with those more traditional academic areas. Yeah, and then there's some choice involved. So, you know, if you finish, what we've been doing is um, creating stories about these people. So they draw a picture and they draw the things that represent the story to them. And then they have opportunities, um, if we have time at the end, to choose their challenge empathy prompt. Um, so we've been talking about what the word community means and what the word empathy means and how you can... Um, stand up for your community and that's been that's led to some really fun great conversations if we ha i think we have time we actually are going to watch to give you just a, a quick um insight into what these videos look like and they are on vimeo so you can go i am mac better world ed um, but this will give you a sense of how we introduce this curriculum to the first and second graders So you get a sense, you know, this is, as you can see, this is the repurposed guitar. And so we, one of the math challenges is about, you know, how might you measure the guitar strings based on, um, you know, how long the paint can is. And so we did a quick little um, math equation to see if we could figure out how long max strings are. But more than anything, you know, I think it sparked all sorts of creative, imaginative thinking about all the ways that you can use the materials that you have around you um, to build and, and to make a difference in our community. I want a guitar like that. <laughs> I should make one. Mark, can we build a building so that I can make a guitar like that? That's such a good idea. <laughs> and so, you know, that's... Maybe we should call it the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear that, that was um, a great entry point. As we mentioned at the beginning, things like the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship things like The Hub, um, our work with diversity, equity, and inclusion really is shaping and shifting um, and evolving our programming around Reach Beyond and then helping find strands for this to exist in other parts of the classroom experience as well. We talk about social entrepreneurship education um, and reaching beyond through the lens of people. So this was an example of our sixth grade. Um, this was came out of a Reach Beyond block that Gully co-led um, that looked at at um, No Poverty and Zero Hunger in the Bay Area. And one of the action items coming out of that Reach Beyond was to do a school-wide food drive. And so these are students that packed up the vans and delivered um, food, and that was a community-wide event. It's, it's one of the favorites that we continue to hear about as just very actionable. But we're also consistently thinking about impact on our planet and helping our students um, you know, both see the ways in which they can play a role. So that's everything from using the compost bin correctly, but also noticing, you know, things that are ending up in the storm drains as they walk onto campus, um, things that end up in our creek, and how do we all play a role in making sure that, um, you know, we're doing our best to, to create a clean campus. And then partnership. 
partnership both on campus. This was an example when we had um, some grandparents come join us and we had students, lower school and middle school, share some of what was happening in Reach Beyond Block. This is Vikram giving um, a lesson on the five R's. In case you thought there were three, there are actually five. Well, we have reduce, reuse, recycle, classics. Yep. We also have refuse. And our favorite, because we now have great compost bins, is rot. So if you didn't know, that's the five R's, and, and Vikram did a great presentation. Um, but, you know, we also had lower schools. We had kindergarten students. We had first graders sharing um, some of the things that they do. And then one of the best moments was because they were up at the front of the room and the grandparents were sitting in rows, one of the students, like 30 seconds before they came in, said, oh, I get it. Like, we're the teachers and we're going to teach them about reaching beyond. So we've got to ask them what matters to them. And so they flipped it um, about halfway through and, and the grandparents were able to share with us the things that matter to them. And it created a really interesting, rich dialogue um, that just, you know, was both kind of because we have our new space in the Equity and Impact Lab that has these things around the walls. Um, but it was also this opportunity to really have students be agents of change and share that with, with their community. This was an organization, you know, when we were in fourth grade, um, this was last year, and we worked with um, the fourth grade to have a family day of reaching beyond. And so the entire fourth grade was invited on a Saturday morning to join us at my new red shoes and do some sorting. Um, and these are people that don't have access to new clothes and, and, you know, specifically, you can tell by the name, new shoes. Um, but it also sparked a larger conversation about bullying in schools and what it means, you know, if you can't show up clean and you can't show up with your proper clothing um, and, and really how grateful we all are that those are, you know, things we can support with my new red shoes. And the entire fourth grade did a field trip there a couple months previously. So they got to act as kind of the hosts of my new red shoes. And one thing we believe deeply in with partnerships is that they evolve and we keep going back. Um, so it's not just to check the box, you know, we did this, we went there. We're really always interested in how we continue to build partnership in the community. That leads us to my favorite new question. Yeah, so um, I hope you'll join us on March 11th. That is the, um, we're doing an evening conversation about social entrepreneurship education in which we'll share a lot more of the details of what we're doing with the Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship, including more about our six pillars and um, some activities that you can bring back into your house. We have um, an alumni who has been really pushing us to um, use the StoryCorps app, and we've done some really fun exercises around our six pillars that are very easy to bring into your home, and, and that's one of our goals, is that this is accessible both at school and at home. The two questions that guide our work at the Scott Center and, and also through Reach Beyond are helping children be able to answer what matters to you and what are you or might you do about it? And that's really the heart and soul of this work, is giving students the opportunity both to name that for themselves and then to experiment with what that feels like and looks like to bring that work um, beyond themselves. And so I just wanted to read, we've been collecting answers via postcards from faculty families. If you haven't had um, a chance to answer on a postcard, see me and we'll get you one. But these are some of the things that we're hearing come out from just asking these two questions. So what matters to you? Helping loved ones age with dignity and grace. What are you doing about it? Caring for my mother who has late stage Alzheimer's. It has truly been a practice in unconditional love and action. 
This is one of our faculty members. It's not necessarily something that we would have known um, she is going home to every day. And so it's also you know, a way for people to, to be seen and valued um, in all the different ways that they show up. What matters to you? To feel connected and understood. What are you doing about it? I listen to others and challenge myself to see their point of view. I always work towards kindness. What matters to you? Ecological sustainability. What are you doing about it? Teaching awareness of this issue to my students and practicing reducing my own footprint to the best of my ability. This was one of our second graders. What matters to you? Nature. What are you doing about it? I'm making a ship out of trash, which is true. I've actually seen a photo of it. What matters to you? The amount of plastic in our oceans. What are you doing about it? I try to use as little plastic as possible and reuse and recycle often. What matters to you? Being an active part of my community. This is an eighth grader. What are you doing about it? I joined the Los Gatos Youth Commission to help raise awareness for things that affect the youth in my town. So you can see the answers span all sorts of different things. And the more we ask the question, the more we have access into um, how we can support students to turn ideas into impact. This was a concrete example, since I shared about the Island School earlier, um, of something that a student did almost immediately coming back. Um, she started an Instagram, Reuse for Ocean, where she shares ways that you can be um, activists for the ocean and reduce your own footprint. And she continues to, to come in and meet with us with ideas of ways that our community can support this idea. Um, and you know, it's been a real empowering moment for her to see like, okay, I knew I cared about this, I, had, I got to have an experience, and now I'm ready to do something about it, and I'm ready to continue to push myself and others to join me. That's all awesome during the school year. <laughs> but what happens during the summer? Is there yeah. any way that students can make a difference in the summer? Yeah. So really exciting. Um, today is the day that we are launching the Scott Center website, um, which has been a labor of love and is really um, a platform that extends you know, the work we're doing at Hillbrook School. We get lots of questions about how we can pull this curriculum into other schools and people you know, are really curious about the things that we're doing. And so our website is both a, you know, a, a place to share that work, but it's also a place to share our summer programming. Um, and we've really ramped up a lot of our summer programming this year and it has connections to the sustainable development goals for some, um, but it's also tied, we will be running another experience to the Island School this summer, which is for our older students and is open to alumni. So we're finding ways to continue to build the Hillbrook connections. Um, but we have programs for even our four and five-year-olds. I believe deeply that um, the moment students walk onto campus, we can begin to give them tools and opportunities to think about this question um, and to use the magic of their imagination and their brains to remind us, the adults, of what is possible. Um, so please check out our website. Reach out to me if you have any questions. Um, we'll also have cards and, um, you know, these are being printed that share a little bit more about our summer programming. And the last thing I would say is we have social media. So definitely follow us on Instagram and Facebook if those are platforms that you use um, and, and join Mark's podcast. And Bill and I are continuing um, to share our work of the six pillars via podcast episodes and almost always some aspects of Reach Beyond find their way into how we're explaining that work. Um, and this is, you know, we, we continue to say it. This is who we are as a school. 
and it is one of the greatest joys of my professional career to see children navigate these questions and navigate this work um, both for themselves and to push us as a community to think about it through their eyes and through their actions. So if you ever need examples, I could, you know, we could, this podcast episode could go on for hours. We have so many great examples of what children are doing on campus. Um, but at this point, we wanted to open it up for a few minutes for questions, and then we also have an exciting opportunity um, to, to have you all join us for a quick tour of the hub space. Um, and also, if you wanted to pop into J1, which is our new equity and impact lab, you can see a lot more of, of the student work that's happening in that space. So we talked a lot about kind of the programming and the, the what students have been doing. Part of the connection for the hub for me is a place Right, the place, the hub, a place where children can make sense of what matters to them, build the skill set, mindset, and toolkit to do something about it. So that's the where. Yeah, lots of good things happening. That was so much fun. That was so much fun. Yeah. I'm really glad we did it. Yes, that was our first live episode. Yeah. This is our first live episode. This we're, is still it. We're in the studio now. Yeah, we're back. We're, um, Bill's working his editing magic, um, and we just wanted to be sure we, we double-click on a few of the things that were said and give people the opportunity to continue to learn alongside of us for Reach Beyond. Um, one of the things that I think is critical to name is that there are many opportunities for parents, families, alumni to get involved with Reach Beyond. So if you're interested in that, please reach out to us as we continue to build out the programming. Sometimes it, it, you know, it makes a lot of sense how to plug people in. And then other times it takes a couple conversations and, um, imaginative thinking to get to the right place. But we've, we've really benefited from having a lot of people from our community share their expertise and share what matters to them with our students. Yeah, absolutely. It's also been so much fun. I was just talking this morning um, with somebody who was visiting our campus about how as senior leaders, we're actually able to be in classrooms with students, like planning lessons, co-teaching lessons um, in a way that, you know, we, we can't teach like a full teaching workload, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, but to still be in the classroom, you know, regularly interacting with students and doing those lessons and reaching beyond block is just such a special place in addition to all those reasons, you know, for that. Yeah. I had a fun conversation with, I, I have a group of educators. We get together once or twice a year. I was telling them a lot about Reach Beyond and Scott Center stuff. Um, and one of them was like, so, you know, this is awesome. We want to do this. Obviously every teacher, most teachers, I shouldn't say every teacher, most <laughs> teachers around the country want to be doing this kind of teaching. Yeah. Um, and they were like, but like, what about, you know, math and English and history and science? Like, you know, you're still teaching that, right? Like this isn't replacing. I feel like, you know, you've told us a lot about Reach Beyond. And it was such a great opportunity to share, like, this is not happening separate from academics. Sure. This is a block of time in which children and faculty are able to take things, nuggets of knowledge from those classes and either dive deeper into a topic, expand thinking, um, look into opportunities to bring that learning into the real world. And so this is, you know, one of our most exciting cross-curricular times of the week, but it is absolutely in connection, influenced by the work that's happening in other classes on campus. No, absolutely. I mean, with the IM Mac and Better World Ed, yeah, right. There's so many like just explicit lessons that tie in with math and science and language and writing, um, you know, but even ones when we did that movie making Reach Beyond Block, we were talking about lighting and they're like, oh, the, the lights aren't bright enough. And we actually had a little mini lesson about the inverse square law. 
Oh my gosh. That's right? so, so cool. So as you get closer, it's not just every six inches you get closer, the light gets as much brighter. Right. It's in uh, it's a, that ratio of how close you are and how you're having or doubling the distance away. Exactly. And so we had a great little mini lesson about a, a pretty complex, you know, math and physics. I love problem. it. I love it. And you know, I yeah. think it's important for, um, that connection to like, how does this show up for people in their lives after school? Um, and that, that looks different to every person. And so reach beyond has, has continued to just be this magical place. And, you know, don't get us wrong. There are weeks in which it, it's <laughs> not making sense and the, and the dots are not connecting and we are, we recognize that and we're doing, you know, we're doing our part in trying to always have an on-ramp that allows each child to jump on wherever they are. You know, but also recognizing this isn't the kind of learning where you're going to be able to quantify it or qualify it the second it's done. That often what happens is, you know, I had a great conversation this morning with a student who had just gotten back from Disneyland and was sharing like, oh my gosh, Ms. Mac, guess what I saw at Disneyland this weekend? And I was like, what? And he was like, "It was, they have a whole aquaponics system. Oh, and, that's so cool. You know, he was like, I was able to tell my parents about it. And then we talked about like, oh, you know, my dad grew up on a farm. And so he was sharing a little bit more about like, how incredibly difficult it is to be a farmer in our communities today. And, you know, if there are ways that we can continue to grow sustainable farming practices and, you know, it was just this great reminder of like, we don't always know where there's, where these seeds are going to blossom, but we are deeply interested as a school in planting them and giving children choice and engagement in how they engage. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. I said engage twice, which makes me kind of sad, but we really believe in engagement we during do. Reach Beyond. And engaging engagement. Engaging engagement. It's a thing now. It's a thing. Well, I think that's our chance to put a bow on the episode. We're going to continue to share these stories as they, they come along in this podcast, through blogs, through all the things, really. Yeah. So we'll end with, um, Bill knows this, one of my most wonderful and embarrassing <laughs> stories ever is I one time my first year in my job with a group of amazing educators at an NAIS workshop, made people do a toast without anything in their glasses, no yes. champagne, no coffee, just like empty mason jar mugs. And we toasted to impact. So we're going to toast to impact to wrap up this episode. Yes. Impact. Thanks everyone for listening. Feel free to reach out if you have questions or if you want to share ideas. We deeply, deeply care about the partnership between families, faculty, students, and leadership. 